So hi, welcome to Good Noise Podcast. We're here with Lauren from Sharp Tooth. We're going to ask her some questions today. I'm going to start. What inspired you to start the band, and what does the band name mean? Um, I did not start the band. I'm not an original member. Okay. Uh, okay. But uh, what does the band name mean? Yeah. yeah. Did you have a childhood? Um, no. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. <laughs> um, so uh, there's this movie called The Land Before Time. Oh. Yeah. As soon as I say that, people are like, oh, it, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's the T-Rex in Land Before Time. Um, I do think that the fact that the band's name was a dinosaur reference was probably a significant factor in me joining. Um, <laughs> and then it just ended up being great. <laughs> yeah, wow, I love that. I, yeah. Yeah, when, once you said Land Before Time, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Six. As soon as that switch gets flipped, people are like, oh, I know exactly what, yeah. Yeah, cool. exactly. <laughs> and it, it, it puts a twist on the band as well. Like, I never would have thought that that music would correlate to a little cute dinosaur in Land Before Time. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, uh, Sharptooth is the, the big T-Rex, so, which yeah. is really funny, because, uh, Lance, our guitarist, his last band was like a pop punk band mm -hmm. and they were called Littlefoot. Um, so I just think it's very appropriate that like, like, oh, Littlefoot was a pop punk band, like a little cute Littlefoot and then Sharptooth. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I, I love it here. Okay. <laughs> so congrats on your newest release, Transitional Forms. How do you feel about the release uh, or the response to it so far? Um... Everything I've seen has been great. I've honestly been almost totally off of like social media lately, because okay. um, I am I like just started classes and uh, I'm like, oh, I don't have time to be like scrolling through Facebook. I have twelve hours worth of work to get done today. <laughs> I felt that, yeah. So, um, yeah, everything that I've seen has been like overwhelmingly positive so far, though, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, especially like considering that we have like a somewhat contentious uh, reputation, which I think is fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, everything that I've read has just been incredibly positive. Um, That's good. All of like the reviews that we're getting back uh, from like critics and like magazines and stuff have been like, we've been very surprised. Oh, yeah, like people like we're just like, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's I don't know, you make something and it's like your baby and you just kind of put it out there in the world and you're like, I hope anyone gives a shit. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. yeah. You guys deserve it. Um, Thank you. I so, appreciate that. So is there any like deep meaning behind the uh, album name? Can you tell me what it means? Yeah. So transitional forms refers to organisms like in... Uh, like in history who have from what we can find basically are serving as kind of a breaking point uh, for like species deviation um, and if you have seen the album cover there is this weird sort of bird person thing mm -hmm. with a like so that picture is based off of a fossil call called Archaeopteryx mm -hmm. and so and like, so basically I was like, I want the album cover to be an Archaeopteryx. And then we decided to give it a human skull. Okay. Um, yeah, to make it more of a human element. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but 
Archaeopteryx is a, it's referred to as a transitional form because it's mm -hmm. basically kind of the smack dab in the middle of being a theropod dinosaur, like a velociraptor or a bird, like a bird. Um, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, I, th I just thought that was appropriate considering that our last album was very velociraptor themed. I was like, okay, so we're graduating to kind of the next thing. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it like just seemed like a really appropriate symbol for the record um, and its content and just the concept of like, even the phrasing like transitional forms is like, it brings to mind the fact that like, we're just kind of all in flux and we're all in transit like all the time. We like, there's that whole like, this isn't even my final form. Like yeah. none of us are our final forms. Like what even yeah. is that? Mm. Um, we're all always existing in some kinds of in-between state or change states. And uh, that's what the whole record's about. So I thought that was appropriate. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, so for like, a couple albums in the future, do you think you guys would actually graduate to, for the album cover, like an actual human or? I, so my thought was like more towards like, I literally, like I thought about this, so I'm like kind of tickled that you brought it up, but I've kind of thought of perhaps the next one being more themed towards like birds, Ooh. like that kind of imagery, because it's mm -hmm. like kind of moving from the dinosaur to the in-between to the to the actual bird maybe hey maybe album four will be the person like oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be sick this All is right. a great brainstorming session it is <laughs> let's get deeper oh mm -hmm. um so what was your writing process for this album and how do you think it's i guess evolved from the first time you sat down and wanted to make something so the first time that we sat down and wanted to make something um, mm. was I joined the band at the end of 2014 mm. and we pretty much decided like, okay, we're going to go in like a totally different direction than they had been going in. So we were like, we want to write heavy. We like, and I already knew that I wanted to be able to uh, express my very um, intense opinions. Mm. Uh, without feeling censored by my bandmates and they were extremely here for that they're like no that's why we asked you to join i'm like okay cool glad oh, perfect <laughs> so we just got to like songwriting right away and i was just thrilled because this was like the first time that i was really getting to write heavy music i'd written like i'd been in other bands but none of them had been heavy bands and like i'd managed to eke out like a token heavy song for each of them but like that was kind of the most we could get away with without being a metalcore or a hardcore band. Okay. Uh, and so now that that was the direction, it was like, okay, I just want to like start writing immediately. <laughs> so most of the songs off of Clever Girl were just songs that we had written. Um, and then okay. we just put them together on a record when we decided we wanted to do a record. Transitional Forms was very different because we basically, we knew that we had the task of coming up with an album and like a time frame of when we had to do that in. So it gets you into the mindset of like, not just, oh, I'm going to write a song. You're like, I need to write a cohesive record that tells a story and that where all the songs fit together. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, it was a super different headspace to be in. And um, no pressure. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, the sophomore album, that's make or break for a band. And I'm like, oh, that's great, I'll just die. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So Holy. yeah, very stressful. Um, but I think I've managed to get like gut level, like with some things that I hadn't like 
ever really like talked about and explored topics in ways that I hadn't before and just used kind of some more unconventional approaches to songwriting than I had used. And it was like, yeah, it was very different, but it was very, I liked it like okay. overall. Yeah, that's good. So yeah. you, uh, you brought up Headspace. Are you able to tell me a little bit more about where you were in terms of Headspace? Fucking miserable. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just so y'all know, I have no filter. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. It's okay. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Um, so no, I like was in like one of the darkest time like periods of time as like in my adult life. Um, a lot of parts of like my actual like world were like in flux lots of things in my life were changing um and it just it was a good time to be writing a record because i had a lot of angst and a lot of like extremely intense dark like feelings that i needed to process and i think getting to write these songs was like super healing for me so yeah yeah that's good to hear yeah um so while listening to the album, do you think you can hear any band or artist's influences, if any? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, mm. you can't listen to, if you know every time I die, you can't listen to Sharp Tooth and not think of that. Like that's, mm-hmm. and that's also the one that we hear the most, which is great. Cause I think that they're like, maybe one of the best bands that's ever existed. Oh yeah. <laughs> they just like, they just are the, they have such a, well-crafted sound mm-hmm. that like you can you hear it every time I die die song and it's like feels very unique mm-hmm. and we pull a lot of influences from them especially like some of the influences of their influences okay. so it totally makes sense that sonically there would be some similarities um obviously we get I'd say obviously but I don't know how obvious it is <laughs> Um, we get co- we get a lot of comparisons uh, to Stray from the Path as well. They're super socio political hardcore band. They're also really good friends of mine, and so that that connection just like yeah, super makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and they're probably the most like outspokenly political band in the in the genre right now. So I'm very happy to be <laughs> lumped in with them. They're some of the best people in the entire music industry, and I've met a lot of people in this industry. Oh, um, yeah. So I heavily back them. <laughs> Gotten compared to Let Live, um, and I think that's more of a me thing than the band sound thing because Let Live's kind of all over the place sonically, but. Um, Jason Butler's live performances are uh, are like pretty obviously a like huge influence of mine like that just like full body mm-hmm. like chaos and not being afraid to talk to the crowd um also like stick to your guns is another one that we get compared to because um and like just one that I've taken a lot of inspiration from because Jesse from Stick to Your Guns was one of the first people I saw like really talking about their subject matter at their shows and it made me see how important that is for engaging people because you can go to a show and hear a bunch of like screaming and yeah. like frankly especially if you're going to like see my band for the first time you can't understand a fucking word i'm saying like <laughs> let's get real here so it's important for me to take time out of our sets to basically set what is going on and what I'm talking about so that yeah. people can be in that headspace with me. Yeah. Uh, and it makes it a much more, I think, inclusive, 
collective experience and mm-hmm. a much more immersive experience. Um, so yeah, that's something that I do that is important to me. And I sometimes get flack for it, but I don't really fucking care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> um, is there a certain feeling you want the listeners to have when they're listening to this album? Um, I want them to be questioning everything. <laughs> I want them to be like in themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that we have a lot of social and mental constructs um, in our society. And then also I think that we take on as individuals um, that constantly need reevaluating. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I approach just my life in general. Like I it's important to me to basically check myself and be like, okay, am I doing this thing just because it's the thing I've been doing? Or am Mm -hmm. I doing this thing because it is deliberate and intentional and appropriate for my life at this time? Mm -hmm. If I'm, if it is the former, maybe I can look into changing it. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I don't like, I don't want to or need to be carrying around like mental or social constructs from like 10 years ago or 15 years ago. That's not the person that I am anymore. And that's not my life anymore. So it's like, just constantly be reevaluating yourself. And also like one of the things that I just try to stress all the time that I think people should be doing is like literally fucking check yourself. Um, I think that a lot of people have good intentions and kind of like think they're doing the right thing. But I think sometimes people do the right thing because they think it's what other people think is the right thing Um, and aren't actually like sitting down and doing any kind of like deep thinking on the subject. Mm -hmm. I, I want people to be doing the things that I think are like actually best for them. And I want people to be like, checking and reevaluating their behavior all the time because yeah. literally none of us are born woke that's just not a fucking thing mm-hmm. um, and and the sooner that we get on that and we're like no one's born woke okay let's just get that out of the fucking way so now mm-hmm. we all can do the fucking work mm-hmm. also oh my god my lizard just walked into the room do you want to your me? lizard just walked into the room <laughs> no don't do that no, 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 no. i love it here no seriously Come here! Come here! Wait, Let's you can call here. your lizard? Come here! Come here! That's so cool! Come here! Come on! Yeah! Come here! Come here! Ooh! Here! Oh my god, that's a big Maybe. lizard! <laughs> <laughs> I was this expecting is... like a little. <laughs> oh no! That's why he crawled in the. Like, so we let him run around when we're home. Because. Mm-hmm. Um, in the wild, savanna monitors are a roaming species, and okay. they like to, they're pretty much constantly in motion all day, so they need to have, like, lots of room to roam. Problem is that they're very large, um, so we let him get that exercise by running around the house when we're home. Oh and God. then when we go, he has a cage going, but yeah, so this is the dog. His name is Vinny. <laughs> oh, my God. I love him. He's <laughs> Yes, he is my he is my baby and like you wanna get down? He so he <laughs> this is so random. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Like, I love it. To, she he attacks my flip flops. This is like a new thing that he does and I don't know why, but there's uh-huh. literally little bite marks around the edge oh. from him attacking them. <laughs> oh my God. It's been like a thing that, that like last two weeks. I'm like, all right, you got beef with the flip flops now, that's fine. Yeah, wow. I mean, just whatever. Normal. <laughs> yeah. it's your own flip flops. <laughs> Oh my god. Wow. Okay. So uh, <laughs> Were you on. ready for this? I, 
I was not expecting a lizard. I'm not gonna lie. But I'm okay with it. like this bitch is fucking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That was the best walk-in of like any interview. Like we've had family walk into some interviews and whatever, but this. This is this is the best thing that's ever happened in my it's, opinion. It's also great because like he came and found so I'm not I'm in like the farthest room from his room mm-hmm. that he his like cage and all his stuff is in. So he came all the way through the house and he crawled under the door to get in here. Oh that's dedication. My heart. <laughs> it's so cute. Okay. Um he's very good. <laughs> I love him. Um so moving back to the question. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, so you have a song with Justin from Anti Flag. Yes. How did that happen? What was the process like? How did you guys meet? So like we actually went on our first full U.S. tour back in January of 2018 with Anti Flag and Stray okay. from the Path. Oh wow. Um, Stray was going on that tour and then uh, Tom Williams, their guitarist, basically texted me and was like, and this was like that was getting put together we were about to announce like our signing so we were supposed to announce like our signing to pure mm-hmm. noise and the release of clever girl in like september october of that year mm-hmm. and like word got around in the industry i guess that like we pure noise was picking us up so tom hit me up and was kind of like what are your plans for winter and i was like tom they are whatever you tell me they are <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah. if you're asking there's a good reason And Mm -hmm. he was like, do you want to go out for a full U.S. with us and Anti-Flag? And Anti-Flag are like heroes of mine. Mm -hmm. They were the band that I listened to when I was in college driving down to like protests like four hours away. Mm -hmm. Um, And that like really got me like fired up about like taking like hard stances about things and standing up for what I believe in. Mm -hmm. So we did that tour with them. They are the best human beings ever. They're one of my favorite bands that we've ever toured with. And Justin is literally one of the nicest human beings ever. Oh my God. He's my Gryffindor buddy. And <laughs> yeah, we're both super into Harry Potter. Fun Ooh, fact. Should be. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so like, yeah, we just like super bonded. I mean, we're like passionate people who are really involved in politics and uh, really love Harry Potter. So we became very fast friends. And yeah when we when the guys decided that like they wanted evolution to be one of the singles i like so we just hit him up and we're like we'll we'll do it if justin will get will wants to be on the video Mm -hmm. um because he when we hit him up to be on the song he immediately was like fuck yes and wow yeah so he was really excited about it and was really excited to do the video with us like he's just like the best person they're like uh Please go and support anti flag <laughs> because I know that they're a band from like 30 years ago, but like, oh my god, they're so relevant. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we listened to their new album actually. It was like, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, I'm so happy you got to do that. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Thank um, you. So, since shows can't be played right now, how do you guys plan on connecting with the fans? Are there live stream shows in the works? What's going on with that? That's a really good question, actually. I've never been asked that. Um, so we have been like low key talking about maybe doing like a live stream show. Um, the kind the like the technical barrier to this is that like none of us live anywhere near each other except for Lance and Keith. Those are the only two uh, members of the band that live in Maryland. I live in Boston and Peter's in New York 
and Matt is in New Jersey. So there's, there's like a little bit of logistical doing to get that like together and to also like find a space where we would be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's a thing we've been talking about. I have been doing more live streams lately to like talk to fans because that's just like, I just love being able to like stay in touch with my people. Sharptooth fans are literally the purest human beings ever. And I'm like, I just want to like take care of you all and be like your parents. <laughs> Hug you all so, when it's safe to do so. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've been like trying to like stay engaged with like fans and stuff. It's been hard recently because like since I'm so slammed with schoolwork, Mm-hmm. Um, I just can't like be on social media really that much because otherwise I'll just be doing this all day. Yeah. And, like I don't fucking have time to do that. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you guys were actually on the 2018 Warp Tour like mm-hmm. lineup. What was that experience like? How firstly, how did you get there? And then like, what was it like performing? Yeah. What was that atmosphere of like so... the last Warp Tour? Yeah. Oh my god. It was like literally the greatest experience, like one of the greatest experiences of my entire life. That came to be because, um, so the summer prior, uh, summer of 2017, uh, Sharptooth did a fundraiser for an organization called A Voice for the Innocent. Hmm. Everybody should go and check them out. They work to give survivors of sexual violence a place to um, like get support and tell their story um, and like be heard, which is so important. Um, so we did a fundraiser for them and raised a whole bunch of money. And then they, what are you doing? Sorry, <laughs> he's like harassing me right now. He just like came running over. Here, here, I'm gonna annoy you until until you don't want to be up in my business. Uh, <laughs> So we did that and then they were like, oh, you raised like the most money of anyone who like did this. We were like, that's cool. And they were like, because you did that, uh, we set up a meeting with Kevin Lyman for you. And I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) I'm like, we're doing what? So Maryland Data Warp Tour in 2017, um, we basically got, they were like, yeah, at this time, show up and you get to hang out with Kevin Lyman for an hour. So we were like, Cool. Uh, so awesome. we did. We ended up hitting it off like significantly, and huh. he is great. He works so fucking hard just to like try to do the right thing, try to maintain like a DIY ethos in like a more commercial space, and like he really, he like really does his best. And I and he just like really loved what we were about. So when so basically then there's like a time in the year where it's like managers go to kevin and they pitch their bands basically yeah Mm -hmm. so they go and they're like they sit down with him and they're like these are the bands on our roster that we would like to see on the tour this year and then kevin basically like goes through and evaluates them um and when our management went to him they like gave him like the list like with our name on it and apparently he just starts circling it and circling it and circling oh wow Oh, that has to be good, right? Yeah, that has to be good. (laughs) And then we got a call that we were going to do the first half of Warp Tour on the Ernie Ball stage. And we were losing our minds because we never even played like a local date before. Mm -hmm. I haven't. So this was like such a huge deal for me. Um, I've gone to Warp Tour. I've 
for 10 fucking years, multiple days. Wow. <laughs> like that was like such like a part of my life for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And we were losing our minds. And then like two weeks later, I get a call. Um, just kidding. You're not doing the first half of Warp Tour and you're not on the Ernie Balls. I was like, oh, bruh. Uh, and they were like, you're on the whole thing and you're on the monster stage with all the men. Oh my god! we are just like, what the actual <laughs> fuck? <laughs> oh, that's wild. I literally, I just like ugly cried on my garage floor. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, holy shit, it's happening. Yeah, like, I, that's not a thing I ever imagined, you know? Like, I don't, I didn't have any lofty ambitions about, like, being a musician. I just wanted to play music because, like, bands with women in it are not really a thing so it's like i didn't expect us to be a thing like ever i just wanted to do it because it was the the thing i love the most i get that and then for other people to give a shit is pretty cool Mm -hmm. yeah like congrats on that that's that's wild and then it was just the most batshit crazy summer of my whole life (laughs) (laughs) yeah wow um so on this album what are your top three songs that you're looking forward to playing live since you can't do it right now okay mm-hmm. 153 um because that's just like this it's just such a fun and like raucous like fuck you i'll do me song like mm-hmm. uh it's just like those like vibes like it doesn't fucking matter like <laughs> what any of you think of me because i'm just gonna live my life yeah. um it's like a very liberated feeling so yeah, can't wait to play that. Can't wait to play The Grey. The Grey might be my favorite song on the record. Um, it was the hardest song I've ever written. It might be one of my favorite songs I've ever written. And I, the ending, I just, uh, I is like so spooky and big and sad and scared, like, but like also uplifted. Uh, I love it. I just love that fucking song. <laughs> I really want to play that song. Also really stoked to play The Southern Strategy. Mm-hmm. Which, like, wasn't a song I, like, put that much emotionally into when I was, when we were writing the record, because it's less about my personal experience um, and is more about, like, the universal experience of the, uh, of, like, lower class. It's about, like, the exploitation of white lower class people um, to get them to vote Republican uh, by reinforcing their racism, basically. Um, so, yep. So that's what the Southern strategy was in history. And uh, mm-hmm. it seemed very appropriate to like that that's what the song should be called. Because um, it's like, you just watch people go to the polls and I'm like, you're poor. Why are you voting for people who don't care about you? Yeah. Why are you voting for people who care much more about their bank accounts than about like your well-being? Why are you voting for these people? They don't fucking care about you. Yeah. And yeah, so that was uh that was just like the the whole thing of the song. I knew that I was just going to write a song where in it it was going to go they don't give a fuck about you. Mm-hmm. And uh the way that that builds like at like towards the end of the song, I think is really fun and cool. That was a really cool choice that our producer um, suggested. And that was like really, really awesome. I thought that was mm-hmm. brilliant. Um, so yeah. All right. Awesome. Great uh-huh. picks. Um, yeah. So where do you see the band in the next five years? I have no idea, honestly. And like, I felt that way before COVID and I feel it even more now. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of we've like gone through a lot of changes in the last year um of kind of like 
we have like new band members, which is amazing. And the people and like, oh my God, Matt and Peter are the most amazing human beings. Um, the dynamic within the band is just so much like healthier and feels like so much more communicative. So frankly, as long as we are maintaining our internal health as a mm -hmm. band, I think that like, like there's a lot of potential for us to be able to like do a lot. Um, yeah. Especially because like we super, super care about like what we're talking about. We super care about like the whole point of this, like for us, isn't just like, oh, we're going to be in a band and like play shows and be famous. Ah. Like we don't care about like the making it aspect. We care about impact of our message. Yeah. So and for us, success is having like basically getting that message out to as many people as we can um, mm -hmm. and creating either conversations within people's communities um, that people might not have been like very comfortable approaching. I want to like get people started thinking about some of those harder topics and start doing some self-examination. And also like we want people to feel like they are empowered and they have a space at our shows. Um, yeah. Like for populations that have historically not been uh, welcomed in the metalcore hardcore scene. Um, that's super important to us. So as long as people are getting that out of our music, that's the most I could ever ask for, honestly. Wow, that's very wholesome. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. Uh, so if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I don't fucking know. My <laughs> Oh my God! What a question! Shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know, something with I don't know. Probably a really nice cheese plate with a with like a with prosecco. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, that's good. It's a good choice. <laughs> I'm big into like cheese is my shit. Like mm. I'm into cheese. Yeah, into cheese, cheese is right. good. What's your favorite type of cheese? I so also. I don't really think I have one because for me, so much of the experience is like in trying a trying like new stuff and like mm -hmm. having that like full like sensory taste experience with yeah. like novel kinds of cheeses. Um, anything smoked, I'm gonna love. Like that's yeah. just kind of a gimme. Um, yeah. I really love like good blue cheeses, Ooh, like yeah. good bitey, strong, salty like blue cheeses are really mm -hmm. awesome. Also, on the other hand, like pretty much any kind of a Gouda, I'm going to be. Yes. Into. Yeah. 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 Um, and if you haven't tried smoked mozzarella specifically, it's incredible. Yeah. Like, it, and it's great because it comes in a ball and you can peel it because it's mozzarella. So it's like smoky string cheese. Oh, oh it's a great wow. time. It's <laughs> a great. ball of mozzarella and sit on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Sounds amazing. Okay. Um, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? A week. A week. A fictional world. Mm-hmm. Mm. I can't, like, how am I not going to say Harry Potter? Like, I saw this one you. coming, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, because, like, there's the part of me that's like, oh, but, like, I love dinosaurs, but, like, I don't want to live in Jurassic Park. Yeah, you no. die there. <laughs> yeah, you only kill that in the first day. <laughs> that's the whole point is that people need to get out. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I obviously, I got to go with, with the Harry Potter universe. That's so, like, deep. To me oh no well and then fuck so mm -hmm. i'm really into animorphs which 
Okay. That might be a little, like, I might be dating myself um, <laughs> with that <laughs> reference. But I was like, yeah, I wouldn't want to live in that world either. Like, being under attack from aliens that you mm. can't, that you don't know are around. I'm like, eh. Unless I was an Animorph. But, yeah, no. They're, like, super no. <laughs> Let's go with Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Sounds, like, way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, so you are a Gryffindor. Yes. Um, okay. Which, like, I didn't want I didn't ask for this shit. I'm, I'm like, I didn't. I was like, my whole fucking, like, growing up, I was like, I'm a Slytherin. Yeah. Because I was like a fucking edgy, like, emo kid. Like, yeah. And I was like, and I look really good in green, and I love snakes. So, like, I'm a Slytherin. Um, but I am just hella not a fucking Slytherin. That is just Sad. not my personality. I'm literally like Hermione in a hardcore band. I'm like mm-hmm. super nerdy, like, very into learning, very into social activism, very into telling boys that they're dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I have the honor of asking the last question, and everyone we've spoken to has said the most important question. What is your favorite color? Emerald green. Specific, I like it. It's like right in Southern. It's so pretty. Emerald, and I've been, it was red forever, but... Mm. I think I've grown. I've grown out of red. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Very nice green. Yeah. yeah. So, as I said, that's all the questions we have. Is there anything we'd like to plug? Oh my god! Uh, yeah, just go check out Transitional Forms. It's out on Pure Noise Records and is out now. I really love it, and I would especially love if people would go specifically and watch the lyric video for the gray. Um, I think that it. First of all, our bassist made the video, and it is brilliant. Um, it is, I, I just very, very strongly encourage people to watch that. Okay. Right. Well, uh, thank you for sitting down with us. This has been Lauren yeah. from Tooth, and we're the Good Noise Podcast.